had not been Hashem who was on our side Let Israel now sing If it had not been Hashem who was on our side When men rose up against us Then they would have swallowed us alive Hey everybody, welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. I'm here with Aaron today, Aaron Hood, brother-in-law, friend, ministry howdy, partner. Howdy, 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 <laughs> He uh, shared a message uh, this past Shabbat, and uh, it was about Jerusalem. And uh, as many of you know, we're doing this 21 days of prayer for Jerusalem, uh, participating in this global mm-hmm. Isaiah 62 fast. If you're interested in finding out more, you just type in Isaiah 62 fast, and it's amazing. You go on there, there's about 100 languages. You can just click on the language, and it comes up, the page comes up in that language. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. amazing, amazing thing that's happening. So we've been talking about Israel and Jerusalem lately. And so I just uh, talked to Aaron earlier today. I said, hey, why don't you share what you shared yesterday? And uh, she said, all right, so we, we're here we are. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're here. Yeah, share with us, Aaron. And uh, I'm going to try and uh, we, we might make this a two-part series. We'll see how long it takes. Uh, it was really rich. And uh, for us, you know, we've been uh, doing this, uh, how like a little, uh, I would, a little house, a version of a house of prayer, you know, where, where we're worshiping in an hour in the morning, an hour, even doing worship watches and worshiping in the word. And, and we've had an Israel watch, uh, that we've done. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've been, uh, able to participate in and kind of lead over the last couple of weeks, uh, after coming back from Israel. And so as we were gearing up for this and just, you know, Braden and I both are, I've been really, uh, involved in, in Israel and, and what the Lord's doing there. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing to see. And as we're going through the scriptures and it just seems like it's such a thing for our time, uh, what God is doing in the nation of Israel and, and praying for it. And and so as I was um, preparing to just share a little bit um, here for our little local community, I was I started you know, digging into some some videos and and I, I came across this video called Jerusalem, the city of conflict. And I and I kind of gravitated to that um, because that's what a lot of people recognize Jerusalem as. They they understand like the Middle East conflict. You know, it's like our presidents since a couple election cycles back have just been obsessed with this Middle East conflict and trying to bring peace to the Middle East. Right, like it's something. It always needs a solution. Some sort of solution. (laughs) Got some kind of solution, right? And um, and then I was. I was struck by what the scripture says about Jerusalem and and how it's it's not a, a city of conflict in in some places and, and is it is in others. So I just want to kind of go through this um, some scriptures first. So I, I just titled this you know Jerusalem a city of peace or a city of conflict. What is it you know and and uh, so I've got some scriptures here and as we dig into this I'm just going to read through them and because uh, I believe the answer is actually. Which side are you on? For you, it can be a city of peace or it can be a city of conflict based upon are you in rebellion to God's authority or not? Mm. Are you in rebellion to God's chosenness? Are you rebelling or are you um, being stiff-necked to God's chosen people? And one part of the video that really struck out is at the end of the video, he said that in 1967 when, when Israel conquered Jerusalem, that it wasn't theirs, according to international law. It was. It didn't belong to Israel, and uh, and I was just struck by that. And and so then I, of course, I, I found the verse that actually proves that it's it's not Israel. It says the land belongs to God in Leviticus twenty five twenty three. The land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine. For you are strangers and sojourners with me. 
And so it's because there was people there before Israel, right? And right. so this whole basis of, you know, Israel was there first, you know, there's some ideas that, you know, the, the Garden of Eden was there, you know, and they were, Adam and Eve were made from the dust, you know, uh, of Mount Moriah. And I'm not sure about all of that, but I, I do know that Jerusalem was conquered from the scriptures um, from the Jebusites. And uh, there's a story about that. And so the idea of like this whole thing, oh, well, I was there first or he was there first. Well, that doesn't just doesn't hold water with God because <laughs> God right. says it's mine and I'm going to give it to who I want to. And he gave it to the Jewish people. And I think that's why it's so important that uh, the nation of Israel being what it is today. And over and over again, right? When we look through Genesis, it's four or five times. Yes. God just repeats himself. This is the land I'm going to give you. Right. And to so it's Abraham, it's, it's his descendants. It was, it's more than even if there's one, one promise or one covenant that God has made, he said, I'll give you this one, one you're, you're going to have a lot of children, all right? You're going to be a multitude Two, this is going to be your land. I'm going to give it to you. And then three, it's like, you'll be my people. Like, you know, this, this, my people part is the part that they have to choose, but the land and the multitude is not a choice. God is like going to do this. Right. And uh, so I'm just going through here in Genesis 22, verse 2 is the first time we see Mount Moriah mentioned uh, or a reference to Jerusalem. It says, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer them there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I tell you. So I would say, you know, this first reference that we have here is, is not really, would not be considered a city of peace. But even, even the word, name Jerusalem means city of peace or you know, fullness, and, and it's uh, got a pluralistic meaning, which we've talked about um, many times, about a heavenly Jerusalem and an earthly Jerusalem. But this is a, a time of conflict for Abraham when God brings him to this place, right? He's going up to offer his son. It, it wasn't a picnic, you know? It wasn't right. a, great, a great time. And then we have Exodus 15, 17. It says, you will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, which is a reference to Jerusalem, in the place, O Lord, which you have made from your own dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, which you have your hands have established. Uh, that's peaceful. You know, planting, these are nice, you know, in the mountain of your inheritance, you have made for your own dwelling. The sanctuary, right? These are these are words that would allude to a city of peace, right? And then I'm just going through a couple of illustrations. We have First Chronicles 21, and that's the whole story of when David counts the men um, and God strikes them. And this is the whole story that unfolds where David actually finds this place that will become the temple and is going to be the centerpiece of Jerusalem and for the entire Jewish people. And it's, it's on the tail end of 70,000 people dying, being slain by an angel of the Lord. And it's, it's like, he's standing there making the sacrifice, burning up these cows with this wood. And the angel is standing there with his sword. He's mm -hmm. like right there. And, and David, like, couldn't even go to the, the ark, it says, because he was afraid. He was afraid. And it, and it says, it says and, and the angel put his sword back in his sheath. Mm. And so we have this conflict. And, and the conflict comes from when we rebel against God's authority, right? And it's the whole thing. Even Satan is in rebellion to God's authority, and we align ourselves with, with Satan when we don't can, um, choose or accept God's ability to choose whom, whoever to give the land. He has made a promise. We want to stand with that. And so it's such a, a great thing to be able to choose it uh, ahead of time. So that way for us, we can find peace, right? We'll find peace when we accept the authority of God. There's, 
these two ways that peace will come to Jerusalem as we're reading through this. And, and I feel like one of those is accepting God's authority on the earth now. And the second one will come when Yeshua comes and crushes the enemies. All of those that still are in rebellion. We have, you know, the wrath of the lamb earthquake. You know, we've got this, he's, his eyes are as a flame of fire. As I, was, as I was singing this morning, as we were praying for Israel, as we started this morning, uh, for an hour every day, we're going to be praying for Israel these next 21 days. And his eyes are it's like the king of Israel, the one who's going to bring judgment, the one that needs to be worshipped as the king of Israel. He's fierce. He's this, you know, angel or, you know, the angel of the Lord, but, but he has, he's at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. And we see these illustrations of it. It's like he's got, you know, bronze, you know, a chest, you know, a brass, and his feet are fine brass, his hair is like, you know, and, it, and it's just coming on a white horse, right? I'm just thinking, pulling from all these verses. Mm-hmm. I just talk about his, the, he's going to slay the enemy with the brightness of his coming. And that's so awesome. Like, I just love that verse out of Thessalonians. He's going to slay the evil one with the brightness of his coming and uh, with the sword of his mouth. So it's such an amazing thing. And that's in uh, Chronicles 21. And in Psalm 48, is you're referring to Jerusalem, right? We've had this place of conflict. We just came from, like, um, I'm just going to read a little part portion of it before we go on. And uh, he says... David says to Gad, I am in deep distress. This is First uh, Chronicles 21, 13. I am in deep distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great, but do not let me fall into, the ha- fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel, and 70,000 men of Israel fell dead. And God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem. But as the angel was doing so, the Lord saw it and relented concerning the disaster, said to the angel, and, and said to the angel who was destroying the people, enough, withdraw your hand. This is a place of conflict. Yeah. We've got a, a real place of conflict here. And just adding to that, I, the David and Goliath story is, you know, probably one of the most popular stories of the Bible. Right. But how often is it mentioned that David, he cuts off the head of Goliath and actually brings his head to Jerusalem? Yeah, I mean, right. that's just an interesting dynamic there, you know, speaking of the justice of God. Uh, there's a there's an element of there's thrones that are going to be set there for judgment. Psalm one twenty two says, right. and he's going to execute as you mentioned. He's going to execute justice and judgment from Jerusalem. But I, I just think of that whole that Goliath head thing. David brings it there almost like in his youth. He's just a young man. He but he brings his head there. He almost like has this intuition. He understands that the city is an important place even before he brings the Ark of the Covenant there. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. There's some kind of prophetic idea of that he was aware of how to whatever degree. And, uh, yeah, so Psalm 48, going from this place to conflict, Psalm 48, verse 2, one of the most, you know, famous verses about Jerusalem. It says, Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. Wow, the joy of the whole earth. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's it's so, I'm trying to get the right, uh, the idea across is, you know, it, it's so back and forth. It's really, where are we at? How do we? How are we going to see this city? Is this city for us going to be a place of peace or conflict? And are we going to accept the reign of the King Yeshua now and find peace, even though even in a place of tribulation we can still find peace? Or are we going to be a part of the conflict? Or is our inner soul going to be in conflict because we can't come to grips with God's chosen the the chosenness of the Jewish people? 
the elect mm-hmm. that he has he has placed his name upon them and and for Jerusalem just because there's Jerusalem's all over America but there's one Jerusalem the central place that God says I'm going to put my name there for my servant David's sake and and Solomon and and besides all of the the unfaithfulness that they were to him he he has placed his name there in the temple of God is going to be is going to be something that's going to be a a place that's going to be filled with his presence as he desires and and so as we've been getting ready to pray for Israel and for Jerusalem I have been impacted in that we it is necessary for us to pray into and pray the favor of God down on Israel, Jerusalem and the Jewish people. That's God's calling on us as believers in Yeshua, all of us. This is God's heart to see salvation brought from Israel to, you know, from Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's what, you know, even the Acts and Acts, the apostles were preaching that salvation is coming from here because Yeshua was there, the salvation of the people, right? And God wants to do good to his people. We can see that every single prophet Every single, you start in the beginning and it looks really bad, but he always end with a word of encouragement that God will bring them back, that God will favor them every single time. And we can, we can get from that, that it is the Lord's pleasure. It is his ultimate will, even though he may be angry for a moment, it is his ultimate will to be good to his people yeah. so that his name is glorified. That's his heart's desire. And we want to be a part of that. We want to be in on that, right? And, and that's why it's so, um, it's so heart wrenching, you know, that that we have not been that, you know, because we have been uh, uh, Christianity for a while. I'm not going to say we because I, I feel like, you know, there's it's, it's we can't really take on an identity of what we're not. Mm-hmm. But those that have called themselves Christians and, and walked in that have been a part of not bringing life to the Jewish people. And I, I really feel like now is a time to really shift that, not to to say that. We, we don't have differences in our, in our, not to say that, you know, that we don't have differences, but to, to hold fast to uh, Yeshua as Messiah, the, the way, the truth, and the life, but to pray God's favor and blessing on the people of Israel. I think that that's yeah. a great posture. I think that's what Kansas City, you know, IHOP is, is coming from, that God's really doing something over there. Mm-hmm. God is really doing something amazing in the land of Israel. And... Uh, if you uh, keep up with Israel at all, with just the the Supreme Court, um, what is it? The uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The reform. It, mm-hmm. it just caused so much turmoil and brought up a whole lot of um, background dynamics that were that were hidden. And and, and Israel's in some real uh, turmoil, mm-hmm. uh, birth pangs. You know, we, we like to call them birth pangs here because Braden and I both we call them birth pangs because we know it, it's bringing forth the sun. Right. right, the sun's coming. Like the the child of God, the the son of God, he's returning, and these birth pains are just it's it's agony, but it's agony that brings forth fruit. Right, right. it's sowing. We've been Braden has been planting like a maniac here because <laughs> <laughs> the rains are coming and because it's the season, and he's been staying up late because it's he's investing. Is you know he's he's tired and weary, but it's for a purpose. Right. And I think that, that that's something that we've always spoke about here on this podcast is that our tribulations is not an end of itself, mm-hmm. but it's, it's ushering in. It's a part of a greater redemption. Yeah. yeah on, uh, just jumping in on Jerusalem, I think the, the big shift is taking place in the theologically, just the yes. way that we interpret the scriptures. Cause 
a lot of the interpreters, the Bible commentators over the past centuries, a lot of them came out of Rome, mm. and, you know, and a lot of Roman perspective. Um, you had a lot of people interpreting the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, in an allegorical way. So they're yeah. saying, you know, Jerusalem is a heavenly thing, mm-hmm. and which is partly true. Partly true. But when you miss the element of the physical, actual physical Jerusalem, then you can totally miss the physical nature of Jerusalem right. that the prophets speak about. And so I think that's the big shift that's happening is that the kingdom of God is going to come on earth as it is in heaven. Right. And Jerusalem is the hub. It's yeah. the center of that. And so I think the more that we grasp that in these 21 days, my prayer is that as we pray for Jerusalem, that we make that connection point yeah. is that as we're praying for Jerusalem, we're praying ultimately for God's kingdom to come on the earth. Exactly. We're praying for his manifest presence to fill the earth. Right. And so that just making that connection, I think is really important mm. uh, to make that theological because we cut our roots don't support that. You know, I, at least our, our Roman Christian roots, yeah. you know, a lot of your denominational um, Christianity has not made that full, uh, that full embracing of yes. the fact that Jerusalem is actually when the, the prophets talk about Jerusalem, they're actually talking about a physical the city. city. Of Jerusalem, <laughs> right, yeah. And so I think it's important for us to embrace what the scripture says about physical Jerusalem and say, yes, we agree with this and we want to pray for God's kingdom to come and for this place to be a, a city of praise. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, um, a thing that when we're looking for uh, one thing, we can miss a, another part of it, you know, and, and to embrace it and, and not again, just this idea of embracing what God has chosen. He, he had to, he didn't have to choose anywhere, but he, he chose a place. Right. And just because it's not, you know, next door to us, we can't get offended, you know, that is so far away and say, oh, it's a different culture. It's a different, and be like, well, how does that matter to me? You know, 6,000 miles away. It, it does matter to us, you know, because God has a, a plan. Our God, if we confess Christianity, our God has a, a redemptive plan mm-hmm. to bring back the people, which we're seeing, and, and then he brings his family to one place. It's a family reunion. That's what the feasts of God are, right? And those that are connected to God and those that, you know, are connected to what he's doing are going to be a part of that family and are going to come to meet with him in that place because that's his desire is that we be together, that, that, you know, it's a fellowship, it's a love, it's a family. Mm-hmm. And so by, by seeing this and, and reading through these verses, we've got some more here. I'm just going to kind of go through a couple more about this, whether it for, for is it for you? And, and, and I'll leave the question up to you. Is it a city of conflict for you? Is, is Jerusalem, when Jerusalem is spoken about, do you just kind of get this uneasiness or, or do you have a, a connection? Are you, are you understanding that God is doing something to that city and that we need to get in line with that? You know, we, we got to shift over to be fully engaged in what God's chosenness, that, that, that idea. I keep saying that word, the chosenness. We as believers must acknowledge the chosenness of Jerusalem and God's right to set the place and the time. Mm-hmm. That's his ultimate. It's, it, we have to agree that God can set the place and time for us to come together. If he says it, that's the way it's got to be, right? He, he's... He's got all authority and position. He has, he has made a way for us. And so let's do that. You know, let's um, enter in with, uh, with joy. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 3 says, And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples, and all who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all the nations of the earth were gathered against it. 
See, it's important, you know, we don't want to be those that are gathered against or, or pointing out or saying that Jerusalem has no place in God's redemptive plan. Zechariah 14, 8, And in that day it shall be that living waters shall flow from Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and half of them toward the western sea, and both summer and winter it shall occur. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day it shall be the Lord is one, and his name is one. That's great verses from Zechariah. Jeremiah 32, 31, for this city has been to me a provocation of my anger and my fury from the day that they built it, even to this day. So I will remove it from before my face. Conflict. You know, this um, back and forth of, of blessing, conflict or peace. And what is our, what's our decision? You know, where, where are, is our hearts to accept, and this is where I'm at, to to accept what, what the Lord is doing, regardless of, of where we're at, to stand fast with God's chosen ability to, to give a land or a people to whoever he wishes and to not, not charge him with wrong or injustice. And the, just one more point, that as we're doing that and praying for, for Jerusalem and, and Israel, let us also not be those that point fingers at the the sins of our uh of the jewish people and um that's something that's very important that i've grown in that you know the jewish people are not a a, have not in any way arrived into a a place of holiness you know that's their calling is to right be a a light unto the gentiles and and into they have the the law of god but we need to pray that that god would have mercy on them because we, we see the Babylonians and, you know, the Chaldeans and the Assyrians and all those that, or even Pharaoh, that oppressed his people. And even when it was God's will, even when God was, was angry or God was um, uh, in a place of wrath, they had driven him to that place. But he always brought destruction on those nations that did that. Mm-hmm. And he all, always brought his people back. Mm-hmm. The, the Jewish people, he always brought them back. So we want to... Uh, be those that pray for the Father's compassion, um, that his wrath would would subside over his people, that he would not be angry forever. We want to be those that, that pray into God's intention. And it's what Moses did, right? When God was angry with the people of Israel and he would have destroyed them, Moses said, Lord, for, you, for your namesake, you know, remember your namesake. And he interceded. Or even blot me out. Blot, blot me, me out. out. Yeah, he put himself. And David, you know, at the same time when... When 70,000 men of Israel are dying, he says, Lord, what have these sheep done? Let this sin be on me and on my father's house. And um, may the Lord put that kind of intercession, you know, on us as we, over these coming weeks, that we could say, Lord, bind our, our fate together with the people of Israel because we know that your ultimate will, after your anger is subsided, after your your punishment has come is to do them good and not evil all the days of their life. Yeah, and even the very name Jerusalem, I think one of the ways that you can say Yerushalayim is that one of the definitions is he shall lay a foundation of peace. Mm-hmm. And so the very name, it just it's speaking that it will one day be a city of peace. But you can look at it historically, it has been one of the most contested cities in the world. So many battles, uh, changing of powers. It's like there's this contesting, and that's what we see a lot of times just in general, if something's really important to God, 
you can guarantee there's going to be a contesting of that territory. Yes. And so, yeah, I just encourage all of you out there that are listening, be praying for Israel. There is a major battle going on for the land, for the people of the land. And so we should really be engaging our prayers and realize that our prayers, as the scripture says, are they're mighty. They're mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. And so as we pray, let's pray in faith and believe that God is going to do amazing things. Yeah, it's such an amazing time. You know, millions of intercessors are are praying for and eyes are looking towards Jerusalem over this next couple weeks. It's what an opportunity for us to see something really shift um, and, and bring it about. Let that bowl, right? We just, I just love that picture. We want to pray that that bowl, which is the prayers of the saints, the incense, would overflow yep. and cause the Lord to, to move on our behalf and for behalf of his people. So be encouraged. God bless you all. We're thinking about you. Be strong in the Lord. Shalom. If it had not been Hashem who was on our side, let Israel now sing. If it had not been Hashem who was on our side When men rose up against us Then they would have swallowed us alive When their wrath was kindled against us Then the waters would have overwhelmed